Hello, this is Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awaken Tarot Podcast, and you are hearing from your favorite, or or mid-favorite, or potentially least favorite, chronically ill human, who um, is still recovering from her lung infection, so if you hear a cough or anything in the background that Gabe, like, couldn't edit out, please forgive me, as well as, like, apparently being on like a consistent dose of steroids and albuterol treatments for essentially two weeks can like really like do really terrible things to your stomach so here's where we're at i have been ill now for three weeks you all don't need to know that i just like to complain most importantly more important than truly anything i'm going to say on this podcast is several things one let's start with the fact that there's still an incredibly brutal war happening in ukraine um, the U.S. is still consistently sending out um, help and finances and money to them, which is good because Russia just did, I think, I believe earlier this week, a horrible attack on a mall that killed a lot of people. And there are people dying every day in Ukraine, civilians and and military. It's an incredibly sad situation. And it's, and it's easy to forget that that's happening or turn our attention away because there's also a lot of really shitty things happening here in the U.S. But Let's just keep one eye on what's happening to our friends over there in Eastern Europe. Um, all that being said, in the U.S., people who have the ability to get pregnant essentially have no rights to their body. Um, it's I live in Tennessee, which is a which is a trigger state, and I believe sometime in I I can't remember if it was mid July or August, but. Um, abortions will be legal here at conception, meaning there's 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 nothing that we can do. Um, this, you know, unless it is to like save the life of the mother, but you have to prove that 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 the mother was dying. Um, if you work in the healthcare industry or you've listened to anyone who is, that's an incredibly hard thing to decipher, and they're going to have to legally defend themselves. If they do any kind of procedure like fix an ectopic pregnancy or whatever else, like it's wildly, it's a wildly terrifying time. And I know that I keep saying vote. And I've also listened to a lot of people on TikTok, specifically um, black women who are literal pros at organizing things. And they keep, you know, like it's very interesting because there are some people who are like, stop telling me to vote. Like we did vote. We showed up and we voted. And that's true. And then there's other people who are like, you have to vote, you have to vote, you have to vote. I am of the camp that everything feels very hopeless, but I know that I can lend my help to those who are advocating to address the issue of voter suppression so that we can all vote fairly. Um, I know that that's something that I can do. I know that I can vote in my local elections. And that's a very privileged thing to be able to do because I am a white person. Um, and it's a very privileged thing to say, go vote. So I'm not, I don't want to keep harping on that. I just, you know, I, I was listening to a black creator on TikTok and they were like, you know, at a certain point, when are we just going to address the fact that voting to try to fix a system that was inherently broken at its start is stupid. And I was like, you're right. Um, you know, at what point is the solution actually completely organizing in our communities and and on a and on a bigger level to actually change things and that seems like 
crazy. I mean, like we're in, you know, the U.S. is in the height of their Pluto return right now. And it's just kind of like, well, what else can, what can we do? And I think that's the question. This is, here's a, here, and I will add this to the podcast. Stop dressing up like the handmaid's tale. Stop, stop doing that. People of color and black women, they're asking, they're, they're asking white women to specifically stop dressing up in costume to protest. Like they're, they're asking us and we should listen to them because the handmaid's tale it's about an, uh, it's about a thing that's happening to specifically like white people. They don't in the Handmaid's Tale doesn't address black people. In fact, it's based off of what was already happening to black people and people of color and indigenous people in North America. So, you know, every time a white person or a white woman dons a Handmaid's Tale costume, it's kind of like a fuck you to all the people of color who have been like living this reality for a long time. And now white people, specifically white women, are waking up and being like, holy shit. This is just like that Hulu show. And like, yeah, maybe just now for you, but not for literally every other person of color in this country. So, and I don't have all the answers. I'm merely, I'm merely a podcaster for tarot. But all of that being said, which is my favorite phrase to use as a segue, let's go into... The card for this week, which is the King of Cups. I believe that concludes the Cups court cards of this podcast. Um, So that's kind of fun. The King of Cups in the Smith Rider Weight deck is a, uh, it's a king and they're sitting in an ocean on this throne. Their cloak, like their dress cloak is blue and they have a green little like a cape shroud thingy over them. And then there's some red, like a uh, trim over that. And then on their head, they have kind of this blue flappy thing over their ears that a crown sits on top of. They are very covered. In fact, their robes almost look a little bit like the waves and mimic the colors in the waves behind the king. Um, they're on a ocean that is very wavy on a very concrete, very stable throne. And behind the king in the background, two... Their left is a fishy, and they are jumping up out of the water. And then on the right is a red ship. I will also mention that the King of Cups has um, like a little like a chain around their neck or shoulders. And the necklace part of it is a fish in their hands. Uh, the King holds a like a cup, obviously, in their left hand. And then in their right hand, they are holding a what appears to be like a uh, scepter, almost a wand type thing. Um, this is important because court cards are double elemented. Y'all have heard me say that a thousand times. Um, and kings are fire and cups are water. So you either, we are literally dealing with a card that, um, emanates opposite elements, fire and water. And not only do they use them, they find a way to completely make these two things somehow cohesive. Um, sometimes when I'm talking about the court cards, I like to think about how the different elements, what they create. So fire and water creates obviously hot water, but also steam. It creates steam. Um, steam is important because it is something that can diffuse and cover everything, it's kind of like um, a perfume when you when you spray it and then it, it diffuses and it makes itself fill up an entire room. Steam does that. If you've ever like made a cup of tea 
or then like a teapot on the stove, you can see the steam coming out and it, it, it like rises and then blooms out. Um, I think that's important because in the King of Cups, we are literally alchemizing water. We are creating what was water is now water in a completely different form. It's completely, it's alchemy, it's magic. And whenever we're dealing with the opposites, opposite elements in a court card suit, we're, we are literally, we are observing magic. The King of Cups is somebody who is... You know, sometimes you'll pull this card and people will say, oh, this is a person who is completely in control of their imagination and intuition and like the the leader of creative thought. Um, when you're looking at kind of the archetype of the King of Cups, you are looking at somebody who at their best is creative and fun and world building like an author who creates a who creates a book that you're so fascinated by you wish with everything inside you that you could live in it like you know lord of the rings or um chronicles of narnia um what harry potter was for a lot of people before jk rowling showed her hand and turns out she's a turf which sucks she sucks but it's kind of this person who was so good at world building that their world is a world you want to live in. Kings aren't trying to convince you to follow them. They are leading because they know people are there. That's the beauty of the king. Um, when you're in the king, you are doing you, knowing that people are going to look at you and want to know how you're doing it or what you are doing. Um, and it's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful way for the king of cups to be because I mean, this is a person who like you would see at a concert just like dressed exactly how they want to dress dancing like they don't give a shit in the world and then all of a sudden they have a whole group of people around them dancing um this is a person who is absolutely thrives on the passion of creation and imagination and empathy and dreams um, that's them at their best. At their worst, they're a cult leader. They're Jared Leto. At their worst, they are, they are, they use that world building to keep people small or to manipulate or to create new realities. It's a very, it can be a very like, it can be a card of, you know, it can be kind of a gaslighty energy. Um, that's at its worst. Um, when you pull the King of Cups in a reading, it is a chance for us as people to consider, because at this point in the court cards, we are using the Ace of Cups to all of the liquid we've gathered, all of the dreams, the subconscious, all of those things that we have in this cup, we are using it to create our reality to and, 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 to, and to allow it to guide us forward. So when we pull this card in a reading, we're being asked to examine all of the things we've, we are keeping in this cup and how are we how are we allowing ourselves to live? Are we romanticizing a situation to the to the point that we can't even see that the only one putting effort into a situation is us? Are we doing the opposite of that? Are we are have we have we created a life where we've taken out so much imagination and and love and fun that all we have is this kind of like bored existence where nothing can fulfill us because we don't we don't we aren't connected to that more imaginative playful side of ourselves. 
The king is a reminder that our minds and our subconscious and our dreams are so vastly important to who we are as humans because they help, it helps reflect, it helps us create how we live. This isn't so much me saying like, your thoughts create your life. Um, Cause I feel like that can be very, like a very poisonous, toxic positivity mentality, but it is kind of this reminder that what's in our heads how we how we prime our minds that's what i want to say how we prime our minds will very much dictate how we dictate how we perceive a situation if like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost like if i if my husband wants to plan us a date and i sit there and i think he's not going to do this right and he's not going to do that right and maybe i should and you know and all of those things and then he plans something i've already got it in my head that like he's going to fail. I haven't even given him a chance to wow me or surprise me or anything. And I, and I already decided that I didn't want to have fun on this. Whereas if my mentality is I'm going to just be a ride the waves, be along for the ride, that's, I'm probably going to have a much better time and not sweat the little things. And that's the King of Cups. Like this is a, this is a card of a person who is literally sitting on a concrete throne in waves while a fish and a ship both navigate the ocean it doesn't like the the symbology there the significance there is that it doesn't matter like whether you be a fish who is born in the water and meant to be in the water that can navigate the waves or a ship that is completely man-made that is a creation meant to sail above you can both navigate these seas it doesn't matter if you are new to tarot or old to tarot it doesn't matter if you're a new practitioner or one who has who has generation after generation of families of of mothers and grandmothers who practice the craft none of that matters we all have access to the same ocean and can use it the same waves the same intuition the same dreams and un- and subconscious and we can weather it and we can sit there we are the masters of our own seas and we are equally as capable as living in the waters and surviving it and creating it and and finding worlds as any other person it's a card that can be so it's such a beautiful card about just even like if you can dream it you can be it a fish can survive in the ocean as long as a ship as long as a ship can it just depends on the environment it depends on how you perceive it and it depends on the dedication there it's a really beautiful card if you're a writer and you're writing a book and you feel just fucking stuck and whatever else and you pull this card this card is a reminder that you are in control like if all you wrote today was five words that's five more words than you had than yesterday and if all you do every day is write five words then in a fucking year you've written in you've written an entire chapter your forward motion is what's most important weather the storm you can do it create something even if it's just a tiny bit of steam that steam is going to diffuse and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's beautiful this is the this is the card where we are a where we take the ace and we dump it all out around us and all of that water we dump around us has become a literal ocean. That's what I like to think happened here. I, I like that's what I like to think that the magic was. It was 
all of this stuff, all of the steam around us that we imagined and created and filled our brains and our bodies with and eventually this cup and then we spilled it all out around us and it wasn't a puddle, it was an ocean, which means that anything is possible. And I think that's the really beautiful meaning of the King of Cups. You'll have to let me know if I've confused you all. As we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I, fully dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow, began dancing with a jar of dirt on the seas. It's not. It's the collective reading. Though I do have many a jar of dirt in this house, so I could dance around with one if I wanted to. Thank you very much. This coming week, I got the, we pulled the reverse four of wands. This episode is coming out on July 4th. I think that that is an incredibly powerful statement. Um, I've talked about it on this episode, on not this episode, but I've talked about the four on the podcast before, and it's about this commitment, this joyous commitment that you make, this, this steady, I'm, I'm here and for this. Um, fours are all about the universe of the self, and um, I think there are a lot of people on Monday, but the the week after, because we're we're gonna be we're gonna be fighting for our rights. We no longer want to have a commitment with the way that things are. We no longer, we don't want to celebrate it. We don't want to celebrate the 4th of July. We don't want to celebrate America. We don't want to celebrate independence because there are so many people who literally don't have any fucking rights right now. We have less rights as a whole than our grandparents did. The LGTB, LGBTQ plus community is is terrified that their marriages and their and and who they are is going to be made illegal. People who can get pregnant are fucking terrified, deleting their period <laughs> deleting their period tracker apps and men who men who love people who can have children are rushing to get vasectomies, my husband included. You've got people of color who are and have been saying and saying this was going to happen for so long will like t- terrified for themselves too it's just it's a complete lack of it's a complete lack of independence or any kind of autonomy and as we go through this next week like we need to figure out what exactly we can do because i don't think complacency is the option so What this card tells me is this week I need to figure out what I can commit to. I need to find a forward way of action and I need to commit to it. Even if it's small, I need to find something that I can do that is helpful, that is forward moving, that is progressive, that is putting myself at least on track to be fighting for my own rights and for my daughter's rights and for my friends in the LGBTQ plus community and for people of color, for everybody we 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 need to we need to course correct and that's the energy here we can't obviously commit to america as things are but we need to find something we can commit to doing to spark change and be different we don't need to be chained to a document written hundreds of years ago that only gave men the rights to do things and only white men everybody if you weren't a white man you literally like we're not included <laughs> on that document. And that's what we've based an entire system of government on. You fucking kidding? 
It's nuts. You know, considering what you are committed to, are you in a are you in a space where you're not feeling safe or at your most joyous? How can you make you how can you bring a little bit more happiness, a little more independence, a little more a little more joy into your day to day? How can you find that? I'm sorry that I I'm sorry it's been a heavy few months with these things. It's just it is what it is. And we are capable, I think. More than anything, getting the King of Cups today is that if we can dream it, we can be it, and we're more capable. We are as deep and as dangerous and as joyous and as wondrous as oceans, and we are as fierce as them. All right. Bye, everybody. I bet you thought I was actually gone. Fools. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I forgot that we had to record a nightmare segment today. My husband graciously reminded me. He's here. I'm like sitting in the studio, like, you know, checking my watch. You're like, oh, I wonder when she's, she, she must just be chilling. Maybe we're going to do this thing or not. And then she comes in like, all done. Yeah, I recorded the whole first part of this episode and I was like, I'm going to take a shower because I am sick as fuck. And he was like, I've set up your microphone. <laughs> so here the we communication are. communication is on point today. We are killing it. Enduring. We are enduring it. <laughs> All right. So today we have a follower on Instagram who DM'd me their nightmare. Um, her name is Morgan. So. Morgan, she sent me her nightmare, which is so great. Um, and so what we're going to do is read it. And then, of course, I will then pull cards on it. And Gabe and I will kind of interpret it. She sent another nightmare that I'll read because she included it. But she kind of, I feel like, deciphered it herself. But I'll share it because she wrote it in. And I think it's really interesting. All right. So are you? do you have your listening ears on, Gabrielle? Yep. You sure? Are you talking about my headphones? No. Just like your teeny tiny ears. They're... They're under my headphones, ready for action. You know what is just a side note, amazing to me, is that your ears are so small, they fit inside the earphones, but my ears are so big, the like tops of my ears and the bottoms of my ears get caught in the earphone itself. Like like the little pads yeah, rest like on... Yeah, like they're very uncomfortable for me. There's ear in between your head yes. and... Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Nope, mine You fit. don't have that problem because your ears are literally like two inches long. No, they squish right in there. They're... Yeah very snug. Maybe that's how you wear them all day. Anyway. All right. So here we go. So Morgan writes, little backstory. I've been a nurse for 20 years. I have mostly worked in one hospital in our city until I moved to a public health office eight years ago. I have no idea when this dream started, but I feel like it's been forever. I'll be at the hospital I used to work at, except it's never really clear if I'm working or just there or what. When I go to leave, I find my way through these odd back halls and elevators. There are weird halls in real life, but visually they are different yet still familiar to me in the dream. Then I make my way to the parking lot and I'm trying to remember which level I'm parked on. I take strange staircases and go through different weird doors in different levels and then down, then back up, sometimes elevators, until I finally see my car. It's always night. I don't feel lost. I just know I have to take this weird, convoluted path. I think that's the meaning. No set path through life. I also worked in California for about 18 months. 
Sometimes the dream takes place at that hospital, but rarely anymore. My other recurring dream is purely my imposter syndrome. I dream that I never handed in a paper or never wrote a test. Someone has found out I never really earned my degree. I'll wake up knowing this really happened and rack my brain to figure out what assignment I forgot. Then I realize it's not actually true. Feel so real. I'm stressing out right now. <laughs> I'm stressed right out. So what's um, funny about that is that I have dreams like the second one all of the time. That you've forgotten but, an assignment? No, it's so kind of, but actually it is that I, it's actually that I'm in show choir, but I haven't gone to any of the rehearsals. I don't know any of the dances or any of the songs and I'm expected to perform on stage. And it's really wild because I'm not so much concerned that I don't know the dance while that fear is there, but it's more like, holy shit, my choir director's Gimar is going to fucking kill me. That's like the thing, which is funny because I also have dreams where my teeth fall out and I'm not worried that my teeth are literally crumbling out of my mouth. I'm worried that my dad is going to be mad. I obviously, it's mine's not imposter syndrome. Mine obviously is that I have a fear of like people who are supposed to be in charge of me. Like you're letting down your father figure? Yeah, well, I mean... You're more worried about other people's reaction to your failures than actually failing? Yeah, I think it's literally about letting people down. So similar to Morgan's dream where she's saying that she feels like it's imposter syndrome, but I think my dream, like in a sim like dreams are so funny because we can all have like very similarly themed dreams and like the meaning is still so different because mine's not imposter syndrome. It's literally just what if I can't do it? What if I'm not good enough? And what if like, I guess that is the same thing as imposter syndrome. Why are you guys letting me do this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think thematically there, I mean, I don't have a, a lot of expertise on dream interpretation, but I know that there are archetypes that do show up within our dreams and how we respond to them is kind of like how we're different. So thematically, this. Do, do you want to know what is interesting to me while I'm still shuffling for the interpretation of the first part of Morgan's dream here is that the last time we did one of these, I mentioned that I thought everybody dreamt like it was that bird's eye view, like it was almost like a Sims game type thing where like you're seeing yourself do things. Um, but nobody, and then like, do you know how many messages I got of people saying that is literally not how I dream? I'm always like, it's always the same way I see life, like first person, whereas I'm like, I dream in, um, I dream omnipotently, which is like, I literally like dozens of people were like, what the fuck, Jacqueline? So I wonder what that says about my psyche. I don't know. Okay. So Morgan, I'm shuffling for the, for your first dream here about kind of like winding your way through a hospital and trying to find your way through. Um, I think that that's really interesting. I have had dreams before where I'm like lost and trying to get somewhere, but mine's more like I can't move fast enough or move well enough to get to the place. Um, so it's very interesting, just like the archetype of that dream too. But we're about to pull for the interpretation of your first dream. Interesting. So, oh, so interesting. Um, I got the upright six of wands, upright seven of cups, and then the reverse six of cups. That's very interesting. So it's two sixes sandwiching a seven, and then one of the sixes is upright and the other six is in reverse. So I'll give you the cards to look at for a second here. But what this would tell me is that 
you're in an environment you feel very confident in. You're very confident working in a hospital setting. You're very confident in your in your job and in what your career is. But there's also a lot of choices. There's a lot of um in your dream you have so many different ways, so many different paths that you can take to get to one set goal. So you said in your message that having no set path, but I would actually see it more along the lines of you your your ability to understand that you have so many different options and avenues available to you, not so much that it's and and maybe you didn't mean it negatively when you said like you have no set life path. I would almost see it as like the opposite. It's that you do have this faded life path, this thing that you care about, and every road and avenue in your life is taking you there. It's almost like a comforting thing of it doesn't matter where you go or what route you take or what's going to happen. You're always going to end up exactly where your heart's meant to be. That's six of cups. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I almost would say that like that's your subconscious kind of like because you don't you said that you weren't like scared. You're not upset. You you know you're going to get to your car. You're just going different ways. And I think that the message there is that as long as you're leading with your heart, you literally cannot go wrong. So it's this comfort of you can literally make decisions that feel good or scary or challenging. And you are always going to find your way to exactly where you're supposed to be because it's meant for you. What do you think, bald one? <laughs> bald one. Bald one. <laughs> just got to come down just a little. One bald joke per episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say the the amount of choices that you have, I, I, I think like just... There are seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Denoted by the seven of cups. So what I see in this interpretation maybe is that you you may allow yourself to have a lot of choices all the time. There's always a way, you see all the ways to get there. And and maybe it's just, maybe it's hard to follow your heart sometimes. Maybe it's hard to know what's the right path. And I think Jacqueline's saying that you just need to follow your heart. Easier said than done, obviously. But I think you've put yourself, it sounds like, in in the right position. I think figuring out how to follow your heart, you know, the right path. I also just think that nursing in general, my dad is a nurse and has been for a very long time. You do not choose to be, you don't go into nursing because you're like, wow, I really love, I'm going to get rich. You don't go into it for money or fame. You go into it because you have this strong heart for it. Um, And I'm a person who's been in and out of the hospital a lot just by nature of my body being a little bit of a failure (laughs) evolutionarily. Um, And I will say that like, while I've had amazing doctors, like consistently, it's been nurses who have made all of the difference in my life. My, my dad being a nurse, like he loves what he does. He loves it. It's an incredibly difficult job. And I just think that even just working as long as you have in the field of nursing, just, I think speaks so much to how, how much you are guided by like by love and by your heart in general and i think that's a really beautiful thing and it's not an easy life path people who are very heart led and and go into positions like nursing or they go into positions like childcare or teaching or 
um, things like that, like you're not setting yourself up for an easy time. It's an incredibly hard thing, especially nowadays with everything happening in healthcare in America. And you have to jump through all this red tape and all of this legalese and all of all of the very difficult people and situations that you get stuck in. And yet you still keep doing it because you have the heart for it and because you're good at it and because you are the type of person that's very good at taking care of others. And that is it is both a gift and a curse all at the same time. So just like applause to you. Big round of applause for for Morgan, because that's a it's, it's fantastic, especially, like I said, in in these days and times. Yeah, for sure. OK, well, Morgan, thank you so much for sending in your nightmare. We will be back next week. Um, and if you also want to send in your nightmares, you can either DM me at Awakened Tarot on Instagram or you can email me at Awakened Tarot Nashville at Gmail dot com. And I will get back to you as promptly as I can. Um, I think that's it. You got anything over there, bald, small-eared man? That's all I got. That's all you got? <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Gabe, take us out.